Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash bradybros and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs, download a title free, and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash bradybros. Hello and welcome to the Brady Bros Boston Sports Podcast where we cover everything in the Boston sports world. My name is James Brady and alongside me, my brother Nicholas, say hello. Hello everybody and despite James screwing up the intro, this is episode 43. It is Monday, January 27th. Give me some intro music, James. No icing for the first time in 39 years. The Boston Bruins have won the Stanley Cup. And we will start this show off as we always do, talking about the Boston Red Sox. And I mean, honestly, we're just kind of just picking at random stuff at this point. One thing I saw recently was the Red Sox number two overall prospect, Bobby Dahlbeck, has been ranked among the top 10 third base prospects league wide. So uh, a guy that his name's definitely been put on the radar now. I've heard his name last season, but now more in the offseason with all these rankings and stuff. So I'm really excited, hoping to see him in spring training and maybe he becomes like the next Michael Chavis. He's a guy that kind of comes up for a little bit, has a great uh, a great stint in the major leagues, and then we kind of see more of him. It'll be interesting to see where he fits into this team. Uh, if he even gets some time in the majors, I, I can't imagine why he wouldn't. Did he just stay in the minors last year? Do we know that? Or was he? I believe so. He stayed just in the minors. Well, regardless, I mean, like you mentioned with the emergence of Michael Chavis, we have Rafael Devers. It'll be interesting to see where he fits in. Maybe he gets kind of put into like, uh, like kind of a Brock Holt role, if you will, like kind of all around the infield. Or maybe he, you know, relieves Chavis or relieves Devers on on some nights. Uh, but in, in my opinion, it's going to be kind of hard for him to break his way into this squad with, uh, you know, two such, such phenomenal third basemen, especially with Rafael Devers having such a breakout season last year. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll just have to wait and see uh, what the Red Sox have planned for him. Yeah, I do agree. It'll be tough fighting for that role behind Rafael Devers, who had just such a good season last year. But uh, he apparently also plays first base, so maybe we'll see him splitting time at first base. As of right now, I don't think that Mitch Moreland is with the Red Sox, technically. So we're looking at maybe Mitch Moreland comes back. If not, I think Michael Chavis is more of a first baseman by trade. So Maybe we'll see Michael Chavis there. And if that's the case, I do see uh, it being pretty likely that Bobby Dahlbeck splits some time between like first base and like you said, being a guy that kind of comes off the bench, pinch hits maybe. He's a really big bat. So uh, he he was absolutely crushing homers down in the minor league. So he'll be a really great guy if we can have him on the bench to maybe come in and finish from like the seventh inning on or something. But uh It'll be interesting. I'm hoping that we see him come up this year because he uh, looks like a very, very exciting player to watch. 
Yeah, and this doesn't have anything to do with what you just said. It just got me thinking that when you said, like, we don't know if Mitch Moreland is with the Red Sox, I want to get a petition going to make MLB offseason transactions simple and straightforward because there are so many different terms and there's so many different uh, contingencies, if you will, that you don't – I don't personally know where anyone is at. Like, there's contracts, there's free agency, there's – what was the the term we used a couple weeks ago with – uh, there's like designated designated agents. and then there's a limit to people can we make it simple because i cannot follow like where everyone's at or like unrestricted versus strict restricted free agency i'm just not a baseball guy and i don't want to like rant but i feel like it needed to be said that they're they could definitely simplify all of the I, offseason transactions i mean you could also just look it up and like learn it like everyone else has but i mean hey it's, it's true it's, but it's... who's got time for that i got stuff i got other stuff i got to keep in my brain and as opposed to like what designated for assignment means. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, for the episode, just James, you just talk for the next forty-five minutes. No. Anyway, so Mookie Betts, it's looking like he might be out of Boston. Uh, there's been a lot of trade talks with the Padres recently, uh, and I'm now off of a headline from MassLive.com saying that Boston Red Sox are strongly considering a trade, having talked with you know the Dodgers, the Padres. And uh, it's looking like it might be more of a reality. So where do you stand on, I guess not necessarily if you think it'll happen, but where do you stand on Mookie Betts being traded? Like, do you want it to happen or no? Oh, God, no. I want to keep him. Okay. I, feel like that's, I, mean, yeah. I feel like that's 95% of Red Sox fans. Uh, you know, what, what were the teams, the Padres, Dodgers, what was the third team mentioned? No, I can all look at it. No, there, was, there wasn't a third team mentioned. I don't know if it was actually mentioned in the article. Oh, the Diamondbacks, I believe. Okay. Well, uh, go I read with it that, this, this morning. You can fact check me there. But I don't want him on the Padres because I hate Manny Machado and Manny Machado's on the Padres. So don't want him there. And that might seem stupid. There's just one guy, but whatever. Uh, the Dodgers, I'm pretty sure, probably just want him because, well, he is good, but they probably just want to question him about the whole like uh, sign-stealing thing considering they're trying to get the titles stripped from the Astros and Red Sox. Yeah, uh, it's it's ridiculous. Oh. And also, there's not to go back to the sign stealing thing too much because we've talked about but it at length to. and everyone has talked about it at length. But like, I'm pretty sure it's confirmed that the Red Sox didn't steal signs in the playoffs. Yeah, there was a petition in LA apparently that like people were signing to. Oh, yeah, no, no, it, it passed. Their... It passed in LA. Like yeah, the, the petition. <laughs> No, it's yeah, stupid. The MLB is not going to do anything because they're not dumb. And anyway, this this has been a real preachy episode already. For you. For me, yeah. James is just speaking facts, and I'm just weighing just in with my shooting terrible, from the hip. terrible opinions. Uh, where were we? I don't know. Uh, Mookie might be gone. I, I don't want to see him go. I think he is worth the investment to the Red Sox. Anyone that, you know, is is an MVP candidate, basically, like kind of like a Mike Mike Trout, like any given year, could be an MVP year for him, uh, as long as he, you know, beats out the next best guy type of thing. As long as he's the best player in baseball, he will get the MVP. Yes, that's a good. Well, that's point. not necessarily true. Yeah, but anyways, but, oh, you, you see, you see, I'm sorry, you see what I'm saying, like, yeah, no, I he has the potential. I don't know why. I don't know why anyone would want to trade him. Like, I feel like keeping it's just him for the cap space. Is, no, I get that, but. Like, I've said I don't know if I have I said this on the podcast. I definitely have said it to you and like our dad, who's another big sports guy. Like 
this is Boston. We're one of the, if not probably the third biggest sports market in, in the country uh, after New York and LA, like you have the money, pay the tax, win a world championship. That's far outweighs like clearing 17 million cap space or whatever they would do by trading him. Yeah, I'm in agreement. I don't really want Mookie Betts to leave either. I think he is such a good player that it's worth like taking the hit to the to the like the cap, the luxury tax, whatever. It doesn't matter. When has that ever stopped anyone in the past? And I'd like to see the organ- organization spending that money to get that talent and, you know, have the players that will win us World Series, that will win us World Championships. And now I'm pulling up no, the just, yeah. the uh, 13 people that have been invited to spring training that are not currently on the Red Sox roster. The names that stick out to me among them are Marco Hernandez, who had a bit of a season last year with the Red Sox, as well as uh, left-handers Brian Johnson and Bobby Pointer, which we've Kind of heard those names thrown around a little bit recently. So just among, you know, three of 13 guys to look forward to seeing at spring training, this is the time where they can kind of prove themselves, see if they'll make the roster, see if they have a spot in the MLB. And I always look forward to spring training as a time that there's one or two usually like breakout guys who go from, and eh, maybe they're probably going to spend most of their time in the, you know, the minor leagues this season to like, okay, we need to seriously consider them for a major league role. Yeah, I mean, spring training just around the corner. I think we're, what, like a month away now? Or is just that when, about, That might yeah. be when g- games start. I don't know when they actually No, games start in two months. No, uh, like spring training games. Oh, spring training games? Yeah, I don't know. They start in about a month. It's on my calendar. They start the 21st versus the yeah, Northeastern so... Huskies. Oh, Northeastern. Um, but yeah, so f- February 11th, the pitchers and catchers report. And, uh, yeah, so we're two weeks away from spring training. You baseball addicts are, we are almost there. We're close. We're very close. And I think that pretty much wraps up the Red Sox. Uh, excuse my uh, rants, I guess, if you will, but felt like it needed to be said. Uh, we will hop over into basketball now with the Celtics. Uh, but first... We do have to cover some absolutely tragic news. Uh, if you haven't seen this, you clearly don't have a phone or watch the news. Unfortunately, Kobe Bryant uh, died in a helicopter crash early yesterday morning. Kind of, I, I don't want to say kind of. It absolutely shocked and shook like the entire sports world. Yeah, I mean, I... I, the way I found out was someone put it in a group chat that I'm in. They said, uh, like, rest in peace, Kobe. And I thought they were referring to LeBron James passing Kobe Bryant for third all times on the, on the point list because that had happened the night previous. So I was like, oh. But my friend's like, no, 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 like, look this up. So I look it up, and I'm literally out in public, and I just, like, sat down, and I couldn't, like, say anything. I was just so sad. An incredible basketball player, father, husband, like – the just icon for basketball and uh, it's really really sad yeah and the same thing same exact thing happened to me like one of my friends texted me i legitimately didn't believe him i was like all right no like, i didn't want to believe like and i, I was... immediately hopped my computer google kobe Bryant, and was just shot like just you it just kind of sat there like and i wasn't even that big of a fan of the guy like obviously being from boston we have a serious rivalry with the lakers and whatever but like something of that caliber was it was a lot. It's and, just one of those names where it's like it doesn't matter who you 
rooted for. It's just like if you liked basketball, you sports. had to respect. I think if you like sports, the just is this whole Mamba mentality thing, and just the way he lived as a person was just incredible. And he will be uh, sore, sorely missed by so so many. Yeah, I mean, I was I was going through Twitter and stuff, and it's like every single account that I followed on pretty much any social media was covering this, and it just it shows you how much of an impact and what he meant to the sports world. And uh, it's just such a shame that that stuff like this happens. But I'm hoping that the uh, I believe the Lakers will retire his number. I'm hoping that this could maybe even be like a league wide thing. Like I think he I has know the impact to Mark 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 Cuban, Cuban said, said yeah. the Dallas Mavericks are going to retire it. Yeah, and uh, the Lakers already retired both of his jerseys. Okay, well that's good. But I'm yeah, like league wide, I I almost wonder if like 24 should just be. I mean, for what he did for basketball, but that's yeah. I, mean, that's I don't want to. I don't want to put my put my opinion there because I'm. I like have kind of mixed on that feelings. So yeah, it's like up, it's up to the organization basically. Like the M- the NBA can't mandate it, but if like each organization did that, that would be truly incredible. Yeah, uh, but I mean, we're we're gonna stray away from this only because there's so much unknown surrounding this too. Where like the reports changed three or four times yesterday. There was a lot of there's a lot like of like bad, me- bad media yeah. general yesterday. There was such a rush to get some like stuff out there that it was not well written, well educated, any of that, and that was really frustrating. But for that reason of avoiding that on on our part, uh, we're gonna like leave it at that. So rest in peace, Kobe. Prayers to his family and just everyone, because it's it's just such a shame and a, re- a really sad thing. Well, now that now that we've put an absolute bummer uh, on this episode, we'll keep on chugging along here. In much happier news, Kemba Walker of the Boston Celtics has been named an NBA All-Star starter for, well, I guess we don't know the teams yet because they have to do the whole draft the thing. The draft thing, yeah. Yeah, and I was kind of going to, I guess we'll bring it up here. I was going to bring it up during the Bruins. Uh, but we don't really have a whole lot to talk about. The Celtics did drop a game yesterday to the Pelicans. The Pelicans, yep. Uh, Zion's back if you care about that. Yeah. Um, how can Major League Sports make All-Star Week slash weekends, how can they make them exciting? Because if right as of right now, we're talking about NHL All-Star Weekend was this weekend. The Pro Bowl was this weekend, which no one literally cares about. No. And then we have the NBA All-Star uh, break coming up in a couple of weeks, I believe. And to me, and I think you'll pretty much agree with this, they're kind of pointless. Like, I get that it's a time for the players to rest, but either just like take away, a, take a week off, or don't because the like, and I might get trash for saying this, but like the All Star games are pointless. Like the little skills, like stuff they do, kind of pointless. Like it just, it's not entertaining to me. I mean. I would say that for the basketball ones, because like I, I've never really watched the basketball. The slam dunk contest is always fun. That like that I'll watch if I'm like if I'm watching TV. I won't go out of my way to watch it. But the actual All Star game, yeah, I don't but watch. Like, the dunk contest, like James, the one time I watched it with you, DJ Khaled was a judge. Like yeah, it's... he's gonna rate a regular dunk at ten because the man can't get off the floor. Okay, well that's a little far. But no, we to, I, we, please cut that. I do agree. Please cut that. No, that's staying in. I do agree James. that. Yeah, I control the edit. Uh, that's staying in. I do agree that it's 
it's really hard to kind of drum up anything like if it's not a game that that affects the season like no one's really going to care so the all-star game always ends up being a shootout for basketball and just being these crazy high scores i do like how they do the uh the nhl all-star game where they have like each division they play against each other kind of like a tournament so that's that's fun and i do yeah, think but my point is my point is there like people still aren't trying like Postdoc had three goals or whatever and we'll get into that but like no one's trying it doesn't I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like, You just don't like all-star games. Yeah, we get it. You don't like seeing the good players like mess around and have fun. It's not like it's not for the viewers. It really saying. isn't. I do agree. Like, All-star weekends aren't f- really for viewership. Like, The Pro Bowl, it looks fun if you're a player. It's not cool to watch. Like, it, It's ridiculous to watch, but what I'm trying to say is, I, I personally, I think the uh, this is getting ahead here, but I think the NHL All-Star Game, like the different challenges they have, the speed skating is really cool to watch. Like, it gives you an appreciation if you've even skated before how fast those guys can skate or how hard they can shoot. That stuff's kind of ridiculous. But other than that, I mean, it's, I do agree. It's not a really big viewership thing. Will I be watching the NBA All-Star Game? No. Did I watch the NHL All-Star Game? No. The only one I think does it well is baseball, or they used to, where like it mattered, because then people cared. Yeah, but now where it doesn't, ma- well, there's nothing riding on the game, like except I guess players having fun, and that's what people. I I guess I'm being dumb. Like the thing that people want is that competition and whatever. But regardless, I'm I'm not doing great today, James. No, you are all sorts of wound up. And uh, do we have anything place. else for the Celtics? I know they've been struggling with some injuries as of late. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown were both out. Yeah, they kind of had was it like, Saturday night. Their main last night. Yeah, their main players kind of rotating in and out of like the the lineup and stuff. So hopefully, uh, All Star Week in a couple weeks kind of just gives everyone time to get healthy, uh, get well again. Uh, so we know the starters for the All Star game, but do we know the rest of the All Stars? I don't think that's been announced. And because be announced I haven't seen week. anywhere, and I was because hoping I it's not just week. Kemba. Like, Oh, no, I would imagine Jason I, Tatum definitely yeah. has to make it, and also Jalen Brown and, you know, Taco Fall, the yeah. deep sleeper. I would imagine it'll be announced in the next in the next week or so because uh, the, I know the draft is early February or whatever for Giannis and LeBron, the same two captains we had. The Celtics are currently sitting at 30-15 and 15 in fourth place in the Eastern Conference. Uh, so... You know, with a couple weeks to go before the All-Star game, it would be nice to see him go on a little bit of a run. Uh, but with, you know, as as previously mentioned with the injury, it could be, could be a dicey couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping we just get through these weeks, pick up a couple of wins, hopefully kind of get a little bit more up there. I mean, first place is pretty out of reach almost. As of right now, I think we're like nine and a half games nine back. Nine and a half back, yeah. Yeah, and... Um, it's just a close race between like second, third, fourth, I think is like all really close. So if we can get up there a little bit more, I don't think we're going to be shooting for like a one seed. I think if we can just get uh, get a little ways up, kind of like you said, go on a run and then have the all-star week, uh, all-star break and then just kind of finish out the season strong. It's like the best way it could go. But that's enough talking about basically nothing. Uh, we will flip over the Bruins who are just coming off of their all-star week. Uh, they have not played recently, but David Posternock doing David Posternock things, 
winning the all-star game mvp uh the atlantic division did not win the final game it actually went to the pacific division i believe in a 5-4 game but david posternak having like four goals in two games and i mean he he still played incredibly yeah i mean i don't know what you expect from the from the leading scorer in the league i guess four goals in two games is as close to expectations you can get uh, he did have one nice kind of like deke and backhand, but again, going back to the whole no one tries thing, I'm not sure like how much, how much of that was you know the goalie not trying da 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 whatever. Um, but my main takeaway, uh, the jersey he wore had a C on it. He was he was captain of the Atlantic team. He was captain of the Atlantic team. Very exciting for him. And I mean, is there anyone more deserving though? Like he's just been, he's been playing so well. We've talked about it all season, and it's just absolutely insane. Like what yeah, he's I doing. I don't know if there's anyone more deserving. It's kind of goes to that thing. Like captain's supposed to captain does more than just like score the goals and get the assists and whatever. Yeah, which I think is a great like it's the whole leadership thing. And I think Zidane Char is a great example of that. Uh, but no, as as for an all star game, I don't think you could have picked a better captain. Uh, going back to the whole the whole jerseys thing, the jerseys they were. I liked Pasternak's a lot actually. I actually googled it to see if you could buy uh, buy that All Star jersey. It was like the like the they were off white. off white kind of with like with the, the yellow, yellow B. Yeah, yeah, pretty nice. Pretty nice. Uh, another one of the takeaways from me from All Star Weekend was they have the um, mascot game, and we'll get into this in several <laughs> fronts. But the Bruins mascot had a nasty dangle. So he, yeah, he, did. he he goes left side, pulls the puck right side, one hands it around the Anaheim Mighty Duck into the net. Oh, it was a nice goal. So we're hoping we can get him in the shootout or something because honestly, he looks better than a lot of the Bruins. <laughs> uh, it doesn't that require ice time? So we'd have to put him on for a couple. Couple seconds in overtime. We can sign him as like our emergency goalie or something. Imagine just an open ice hit on the Bruins mascot. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of mascots. Speaking of open ice hits. Oh, God. We're talking about Gritty? Gritty has been accused of physically assaulting a 13 year old during a photo shoot back in November. I don't know. I don't know if I should be laughing, but I also don't know how you wouldn't find this funny. I mean, if you even look at Gritty for two seconds, physical assault isn't that bad. Is the least surprising thing about him. So the Flyers say they investigated the claim and found no evidence. Uh, So the the boy who's punched his father spoke out. Uh, (laughs) He's a longtime season ticket holder, and he wrote on Facebook, oh boy. His son, Brandon, was punched and injured by Gritty and that the organization, quote, tried to bribe me not to speak about it. Oh, man. (laughs) I don't, like, (laughs) I don't even know what to say. This is so incredibly funny. Not the whole, like, he physically assaulted a child thing, just this whole situation because, like, who Gritty is as a mascot. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how he isn't, like, your favorite mascot in the NHL. Like, obviously, we hate the Flyers and whatever, but, like, Gritty's just the best. The whole, like, we just brought up last week how he was banging on a trash banging can. Banging on a trash can? Like, to 
to make fun of the Astros. Like that stuff is so funny. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. If you if you Google picture gritty, if you don't know who we're talking about, like physical assault is the least surprising thing about him. Yeah. No. So this is I I read down farther, and this is now my favorite part of the article. It says uh, this is once again talking about the dad. So he told uh, the Inquirer that his son patted Gritty on the head and then walked away. The mascot then got up, quote, took a running start, and punched my son as hard as he could. There's, there's nothing funny about this kid getting smacked, but like, I'm just trying to the pick, fact just, like, that he like ran at them. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh man, do you think he's guilty? Oh, no. No way. Um no. But yeah, so apparently he took his kid to a chiropractor and was diagnosed with a back bruise. Uh but there's there's no footage of it. They didn't find evidence. Uh after interviewing Gritty, uh, a separate person, <laughs> Gritty's handler <laughs> and <laughs> others. <laughs> Like he's a wild animal. Yeah, but no, this was this was a thing that was brought up on a different podcast that we both listened to. But like, all of the allegations are about gritty, not the guy inside the gritty <laughs> costume. It's like, are they just gonna persecute gritty as a character? Like, they're just playing a shell game. It's really like three different people, so they don't know who to prosecute. Yeah. Um. But anyways, that's the god. Like. It's so funny and so terrible at the same time, but it's just, it's gritty, man. It's what do you, what do you expect? It's gritty. I don't know what else to say. So you don't think he's getting locked up? <laughs> I, you know what? I don't think so. I'm not sure what this really means, but yeah, no, I think, I think gritty will, uh, I think he will walk away a free man. All right. I think that pretty much wraps up the NHL. Uh, going off the whole free man thing, oh, one wow. of them, not free, Antonio Brown. Uh, Did you not read continues. the headline? Oh. Nicholas laughs through the headline of an article titled, The Downfall of Antonio Brown is Not Funny Anymore. I wasn't laughing at his downfall, I was laughing at my creative segue, but I feel like we probably, um, now I feel, I I really just would have been better off just not talking this entire episode. <laughs> it's It's been rough. But uh, yeah, you can, I mean, you can get into it if you want. I mean, I don't know what more we need to cover. The whole uh, we covered last week, there was a warrant out for his arrest. AB finally did come in uh, on his own accord from what I believe. James, I'm not sure how how accurate this article is. I've never heard of this website and their logo is a skull. So oh, I mean, yeah, that's fair. Makes me think not the, um, but I mean, from they bring up from some both, good points. But. Social media and everything. Uh, he came in on his own accord. I believe he spent the night in jail because bail wasn't posted until the next morning. Yeah, it was like a hundred and ten thousand uh, dollar bail. I don't know who represented him because we mentioned earlier that his lawyer and agent dropped Both him. Dropped him. Yeah. I mean, he gets so appointed he, someone. If he, he clearly has got uh, some sort of counsel looking out for him. Uh, this was over a, uh, what were the, can you, do you have the exact charges? I don't want to uh, mess that up. I believe it was like some kind of battery or assault, but yeah, once again, I don't want to like go out there and say definitively what it was because I'm not 100% sure, but I believe it was some, something along the lines of assault. Yeah. He, there was this whole, I read the article. It was like this whole thing with a company 
he didn't want to pay them, so the guy wasn't going to leave until he got paid. And then he, he like the the mover either left and came back, or you know didn't leave. So AB took the situation into his own hands and tried to like get him out of the car to like get his keys, I guess. Yeah, I he wanted he wanted his stuff back. There was like some discrepancy. Like Antonio Brown said, he didn't know he had to pay the guy because like he had like someone set the set the transfer up for him like them bringing the stuff so he's unaware that he had to pay them i don't know this is like the thing now with social media like i don't know what's true or not anymore and i don't trust a whole lot of news sources so again we're preaching it all episode because of the stuff we covered like we don't want to say something that isn't true but it's looking like he is gonna i imagine he's gonna be prosecuted like i'm pretty sure it's definitive that he assaulted this guy yeah, it, it's just one of those things where it's it's another one of those, you know, Antonio Brown's done something else. And I'm just hoping that, like, I don't know what his penalty will be. I don't know if it'll be, like, jail time, if it'll just be fines, if it'll be whatever. But I'm just hoping, like, it steers him on a course of, like, finding help in getting better. I, I don't think that all of this, like, this news and this coverage is helping anything. Because he just keeps popping up everywhere, and it is so talked about, and it's constantly posted and stuff. So I'm hoping that whatever it is, whatever the, the course of action is, it leads to him like seeking help. Because it's clear, we've talked about this this episode, last episode, probably a couple episodes now, but like he needs help beyond just like his legal troubles. He, there's clearly something more going on. So I'm, I'm just hoping that whatever comes of this situation, like as much as like the, the probably bad things that he has done allegedly, it's awful to see this guy kind of fall from grace. And you just hope that like he can stop it before it gets too low. Yeah. I think, I think you put it perfectly. I forgot. I had something more I was going to add, but at, at this rate, I'm just going to pass it. Cause probably, uh, there was one more thing. Uh, I don't know if you'll find this humorous like I did. I Obviously, this isn't true. I don't know if it is true or not. But like I said, I don't know if your article is the most trustworthy. So I did my own sleuthing this morning and like Googled the whole issue. And I swear to God, one of the the third like top headline was an Antonio Brown faces a life in prison. I... Which I just cannot see how that would be possible. I feel like that's just taking like what charges he has and looking at the maximum sentence and be like, oh, I can get life in prison because just like reporting about Antonio Brown isn't enough anymore. You just have to push it further. So, yeah, I there's there's a lot of journalists as of late trying to make their name in the world by doing some some poor representation of information. It's just it's not good. I mean, yeah, it's, we don't need it. That's just another thing that we could both rant on and get into, but we're not going to, uh, quickly, we don't really have to talk about this much, but, uh, Julian Edelman took to Instagram posting a back to work. Uh, it was kind of like a collage of pictures. I don't know if you saw this or not, but I did it not. was just one of those things where it's Edelman toughing it out. Uh, it's just a bunch of pictures of him from over the, the season and, uh, it's one of those things that you know gets you excited that despite the fact that Patriots football is now so far away, uh, it just gets you excited for the off season. You know, things pieces are going to start moving around, falling into place. We'll see who's going, who's coming, who's leaving, all that stuff. 
and we'll kind of, you know, know who the team is, know what's going down in the NFL, and then we'll have time to, like, get excited about football again. And that's my favorite. It's like, it's crazy to me every single year how fast football season goes. Like, that is the fastest literal 20 weeks of my year is football season. Yeah, I mean, it's especially when it's spaced out so evenly. It's like clockwork. Like, you know, like every Sunday, football, football, football. And then it, like, doesn't happen. And you're like, whoa. Yeah, and like, go. I got to watch the Pro Bowl. Yeah, nope. See? My point exactly. But, yeah, but speaking of of pieces falling into place, so Jimmy Graham is supposedly being released by the Packers. This is just, like, a Packers website that I found this on. I'd heard it on Instagram a couple of times. Uh, I'm not going to, once again, with whatever we said with Mookie before, like, we're not going to get into, do you think it's going to happen? Do you not want, like, think it's going to happen? Do you want this to happen if you even know who Jimmy Graham is? I do. He's the tight end for the Packers. Yeah, good job. I only know that because he was on my fantasy team. All right, well, what are your thoughts about him coming to New England? Uh, He didn't get me a whole lot of fantasy points, so I got to say from there, I'm not on board. Uh, That's That was just stupid. The fantasy has nothing to do with how he actually performed in the team. Uh. I think it wouldn't be the worst move. I think there's definitely people I would try to sign ahead of him, uh, not just at the tight end position, just like league-wide in general. I don't think he's like your big free agent sign for the year or your big however you acquire him. But I think the reason he wasn't as good on the Packers, like I said, he didn't score that many fantasy, is because you you have guys like Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones – uh, who's is there another really good receiver on the Packers that I can't think of? No, I think you got it. That they're not they're not great. This the the receiving core is not great this year. Do they they don't have Randall Cobb anymore, right? No, they do not. That was probably a really old take, and people were like, Why no, I think like Randall Cobb moved a couple like a year or two ago. Uh, my point is there are there are multiple weapons ahead of Jimmy Graham, so I think if you put him on a team, uh, now we don't know what the wide receiving core for the Patriots is going to look like. Uh, come you know. 20 uh late 2020 uh i think it would be a good piece to have and is a solid option you know for a quarterback that didn't have options this year i guess if that makes sense yeah it's for me it just comes down to like is that a guy brady can trust because i think if you say no like if brady's like no i can't trust that guy on my offense you don't even go after him i don't know exactly how old he is if you could look that up that'd be super helpful but Mm. um Basically, like Brady's problem this year, we've talked about it, is he didn't trust a lot of his receivers. A lot of them are young guys, just new to the system. So I think just bringing in someone new again doesn't really help much. If you can build from within on like Ryan Izzo is a younger guy. We have Matt Lacoste. We had Benjamin Watson come back, but now he's pretty old. He's like up in his late 30s. So his comeback's looking pretty improbable. But I mean, you're trying to fill the biggest shoes possible in Gronk and it's it's literally an impossible job there's no one that was going to live up to Gronkowski was yeah no I, I and also just losing um gosh who was the other tight end we had at that time we had Gronk and one other guy oh Martellus I Bennett I think was it Martellus Bennett I'm gonna look this up he sounds like a running back I don't know why I'm getting running back vibes yeah so here's a tight end uh, I think losing both of them like towards the same time was really really tough and we had Dwayne Allen too I believe so we had some like a pretty solid tight end group as of like two years ago and then to have that all fall apart you really saw this season like those third downs 
it was always going to Julian Edelman. It was always like there was no doubt. And it just looked like, you know, in terms of the blocking, the run game wasn't going very strong this year. I don't think anyone had over like a hundred yard rushing game out of any of our running backs. So I think a running running back is a position the Patriots have never had. I can't remember the last time we had a really good running back, like Deion Lewis, maybe. LeGarrett Blunt. For sure, we we had Marshall Falk at one point, way way back. I don't know who that is. It's but, like uh, one of the greatest rushers of all time, but yeah, but like how many how many years ago is my point? Oh, I'm talking like early Patriots, like oh one, oh three, oh four, kind of. Yeah, years. okay. I mean, with the emergence of Tom Brady, we haven't needed a run game. I think you saw it, uh, saw how much we lacked it this year with you know the whole lack of receivers thing as well. Uh, just quickly, Jimmy Graham is 33 years old. Okay, so he's no, he's no spring chicken in the football world. So I, No, he isn't. <laughs> no, but I'm just thinking like legacy-wise, if you look past Brady's, it's still worthy to bring in Jimmy Graham for like a new QB. And I just, I, at that point, I don't think so. I hope Brady plays here until hopefully he can walk away from the sport on his own two legs with his TB12 diet or whatever. But I I just think like, yeah, at that point, it's uh, it'll be... Uh, It'll be a lot to bring him in. Did we talk? We already covered a, what happened in the AFC Championship game because that kind of happened a week ago. A week ago, yep. So by the uh, next time wanna... we record this, yeah, the Super Bowl will have happened. Are we going to watch it? I mean, we can. I'll, pro- I'll probably get suckered into watching it. Ugh, uh, I'll, I'll be on a bus for like the first quarter, but I'm hoping that if I play my cards right, I can miss the halftime show. Who's the halftime show this year? Uh... I think Shakira's involved. Uh, I think it's Jennifer Lopez, maybe. Okay. I don't know if okay. that sounds right. I have no idea. I could I... be completely wrong. I don't so really, really care. care, to be honest. Uh, but Super Bowl predictions. What do you got? All right, I'm going to tell you what I want, and then I'm going to tell you what I think is going to happen. Let's hear it. I want the 49ers to absolutely massacre the Kansas City Chiefs. I'd be okay with somewhere in the range of 60 to 3. Uh, that'd be I- ideal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Graham through or Jimmy Graham. See, I'm stuck on the title. Jimmy Garoppolo. Pardon me. Two Jimmy G's. I'm just kidding. There's only one Jimmy G. Uh, throwing for seven touchdowns. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, including a 99 rush yard, 99 yard rush touchdown of his own. All of those things are unrealistic. Uh, I think it's gonna be a shootout. I think it's gonna be an absolute shootout, and I wouldn't. Be surprised if they're like if this is a fifty or sixty point game, like both teams combined. Oh, so like each of them scoring thirty. Yeah, I w- I genuinely wouldn't be surprised. The Chiefs aren't known to have a phenomenal defense. I know the Forty ers do have a very like one of the top defenses in the league during the regular season, correct? Yeah. But I think you know when you have a guy like Patrick Mahomes, I think you know the defense can only do so much. Yeah, so I'm going to I'm going to follow suit with what I want to happen, what I think will happen. Uh, what I want to happen is just I want the 49ers defense to be really big in this one and like, you know, hold it maybe like like an interesting game. So where it comes down to like say it's it's like it's 27-21 and uh 49ers are up 27. It's 21 two-minute drill. Pat Mahomes gets the ball. He's got, you know, maybe two timeouts left to get 75 yards on the field, score tied up, kick the extra point to win the Super Bowl. And just watching Andy Reid screw that up somehow 
would be the greatest thing ever. Watching him blow two timeouts in like the same snap of the ball, I icing his own kicker in the PAT. I just want to watch something. Just him melt down on the sideline. Uh, what I think will happen is if if you're Kansas City, you got to know that you have the worst defense here and that most likely you're going to see a very Titans approach where the 49ers are going to hit the ground running with, with the run game. You have Roheem Mostert, we talked about last week, had the game of his career, four touchdowns, 200-plus yards from scrimmage. They're going to pound the ball on the ground and then fall on Jimmy G if that's what it takes. But if you're the 49ers, or if you're the Chiefs, pardon me, you want to get into a shootout because that's the game you win. You don't win a defensive battle here. You you just don't. Oh, Your defense oh is not going to. But I think if you no. are the Chiefs, you need to do the same thing you did with the with the Texans. You need to know that, say, screw it, defense is out the window, and just trust in Patrick Mahomes, and that's your best bet. And, and just try to... If, got, if uh, that happens... Stupid, but score the ball every time, get the ball. If that happens, I do think the Chiefs stand a, a decent chance of winning this football game. Like, the, the league consensus, this has been put out there a couple of times, is that the Chiefs are going to, like, blow out the 49ers. I don't think that's going to happen. Really? That's yeah, what people... that, that is, like, league-wide, like, co- assistant coaches and stuff kind of is, is on SportsCenter. Um, yeah, it, the consensus is that, like, the Chiefs blow out the 49ers. But I don't think it's that. I think... Score-wise, we're looking at... I do think it'll be a high-scoring game. I don't think it'll be like last year. Uh, but I think we're looking at, like... Realistically, I do think the the Chiefs will win this football game. Uh, I'll go Chiefs 35, 49ers uh, 27. Final answer. Locking it in. I'm going to write that somewhere. Uh, 49ers 31, Chiefs 20. I'm trying to think of whatever. 24. You have, what, 49ers... 31, third, hang on, yeah, 31-24. 31-24. All right, well, you heard it here first. We put a bunch that, of that's BS That's me predictions banking in. on four touchdowns and a field goal from the Niners and three field goal from the Chiefs. And like you said, getting into a one-score game at the end. Uh, I think the the scenario you described minus the whole Andy Reid screw-up thing is the scenario the NFL wants desperately. Oh, yeah. But speaking of Andy Reid meltdowns, we're going to bring up a headline and kind of a quote from last week that we didn't talk about, but it has to be one of the greatest things that I've ever heard. And it's them, it's reporters asking Andy Reid, you know, his thoughts on going to the Super Bowl. And they asked him, coach, how did you celebrate? And in just the most Andy Reid fashion, he is quoted saying, I ate a cheeseburger. It went to bed. I mean, what else? What else can you want, man? <laughs> I I mean, Andy Reid's got a lot, on you know, at stake here, literally uh, and were figuratively. You about to say a lot on his plate. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I could say a lot of things, but the winners do get a buffet at uh, at the White House. So I think Andy Reid's got a lot on his mind. And he needs to keep the blinders on and really yeah, just I mean, lock your, in. A lot on your mind. What do you? cheese coleslaw french fries i mean i don't know anyways Seriously. i'm also gonna uh, tell you this life you never get coleslaw by the way I, and i'm not coleslaw, coleslaw and pulled pork is pretty good we're no. getting far far away from what we need to be talking about which is what happened when i went to look up that headline last night to put it in the prep uh i looked up andy reed i ate and the first suggestion i i swear to you i am not making this up was literally andy reed i ate a child <laughs> 
I was wondering why this is in here, and now it makes more sense. <laughs> and I was like, I, I couldn't like, I couldn't not write that down because I am not like it was too perfect. It was. What was the, What was the second thing? Just out of curiosity. Oh, I, I, I stopped paying attention after that. I was like, oh, ate a child. Yeah, writing that down. So, <laughs> oh, man. I did okay, that. Well. And uh, we're gonna finish today's show on just a rager of a, of a news line. Gronk Beach, Beach going City, down probably. February first in Miami. More excited for this, just to see what happens with Gronk Beach than the actual Super Bowl. Oh, for sure. So I, I went on the website last night and now again to look it up. So there's it's ninety five percent sold out. Keep in mind. So tickets are exclusive. So hold on, what are we doing? People the people who are performing at this event, Diplo, Flowrider, Cascade, Rick Ross among the names. But yeah, so I was looking, I was like, Oh, I wonder like how ridiculous Gronk Beach is. Um the only tickets left are four hundred dollars. Interesting. Oh, pardon me, five hundred dollars. So there's seven tiers of Gronk Beach. Keep in mind. So there's seven tiers. Yeah. So tier one starts okay. at a hundred and fifty dollars, sold out. Tier two, two hundred, sold out, and it basically just goes in like fifty and hundred dollar increments. Uh, but tier seven, I will let you know what this includes. So for five hundred dollars, you can get. Access to Gronk Beach from 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. So, what, six hours, seven hours of Gronk Beachness? Uh, you have six hours open bar with spirits, fresh fruit cocktails, beer, wine, and soft drinks, unlimited bites, including SDK Steakhouse, the Salty Donut, Miami Smokers, Bodega Tacos, Oorah! acai bowls and more and beachfront attractions and games oh hold on there's, there's more VIP. there's vip which starts at five hundred dollars and ends at one a hundred uh eleven hundred dollars wow oh my goodness which the only difference is you get vip access you get access to Gronk's VIP clubhouse and balcony overlooking the main stage with ocean views, an air-conditioned lounge with comfortable seating, expedited fast-track entrance, uh, and then you just get like. A, Why get did you go from intramercial voice to your regular voice and back? You can get uh, the Gronk spike table for fifteen thousand. Oh, you can get the big game royalty experience for one million dollars <laughs> wait what there's a one million oh dollar package so you get oh my goodness. So, you, so you get round trip private jet transfer for 10 people uh nightclub skybox at shack's funhouse with unlimited bottles encore beach club at cabana at gronk beach with unlimited bottles right on shack's shoulders at the funhouse fire wait, you, get a, you get to ride shack uh, if you click on the big game royalty experience and then scroll all the way down, uh, okay. you get to fire CO2 on stage with Gronk at Gronk Beach, private Miami mansion weekend rental, 10 tickets to the Super Bowl, a fleet of Rolls Royce Phantoms, and private security. And all package above do include soft drinks, Monster Energy, and Fiji water included. All package above 7% sales tax, 8% administrative, and 15% gratuity at dollar checks. What are you doing right now? We're not sponsored by Gronk Beach. Gronk Beach, baby! <laughs>
one um, million i love how you can spend one million dollars to go hang out with grind for two days Man. i gotta say dude like he's I, a genius I had, some, I had something to say oh i know exactly what i was gonna say is this fire festival round two <laughs> No, we we believe Gronk comes through on his promises. Okay, that's I good, I want Gronk be... Beach to happen just to see the videos that come of it. I can't wow. imagine having the amount of money that it requires. Be like, yeah, I can blow a million dollars on Gronk Beach for the weekend. I mean, I mean, any, with t- with ten people, player. with ten people, you split it ten ways, right? You got yeah, it's only hundred grand per person. That's hundred grand for a weekend. That's nothing. That's a deal. Yeah, sponsor right. us Gronk uh, Beach. Wow, uh, let's. Meanwhile, we'll be in Montreal for the weekend. For at a $20 concert. <laughs> we'll be very, very, very far from Miami and Gronk Beach. And warmth. Anyways, wow, we have wow. just... I on? don't know what we've done this episode. I pray we even to, talked about with that that's it. I think so. I feel like all you did was read headlines, and I just came up with some not-so-great takes. Per So, per usual. Yeah, this episode wasn't really out of the ordinary. Uh, that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Brady Bros. Boston Sports Podcast. If you did enjoy it, please leave a rating on whatever podcast platform you listen on. Spotify, the podcast app, any of those other ones that people use that I don't know about because I'm a millennial and I'm stupid. Instagram is at Brady Bros. Boston YouTube at Brady Bros. We'll hopefully have a new video going up soon. We've both been trying to get some stuff together for that. And follow that, or wasn't that not follow? Um, subscribe, subscribe to subscribe that. that. Uh, if you know what, you don't no too much pressure. You don't have to subscribe. No, just you just say watch. subscribe. Just, just, just go watch. Uh, if you wanna, if you're interested about a weekend in Montreal, that'll be up there. In uh, that will in for sure be up there. Yep along with some other stuff. My Twitter is at Brady Bros and Dick. James is James B underscore Boston. Yeah, you said it great. Thank you for suffering through this episode with us. Uh, we really do appreciate all the support, and we will uh, see you guys next week. See ya.